Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. We're a charity that helps people face the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk, and you can follow us on our various social media channels, which will be in the description of this episode. You can also get our new fancy t-shirts. We have this one, we have a lighter blue one, which are now available to buy on our website if you would like one. Uh, the podcast features songwriters, and we talk about one of their songs and tell us a bit about how they wrote it. Then we talk about the share with us a songwriting tip, might be useful for the songwriters, and we also talk about songs meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Nikki Bray, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so today I'm here with Nikki Bray. Thanks for joining me, Nikki. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. What the fun that you can have in your own home these days. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting creative, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to talking with you. So this is uh, the Swanson Project podcast. If you've watched or listened to these before, you'll know we do them in three sections. First, we're going to have one of my guest's songs, and we're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote that. Then section two, Nikki's going to share with us a, a songwriting tip. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Nikki in some way relating to bereavement. Um, but before we carry on, so um, I met Nikki years ago now at one of your Tower of Song events. Um, that you're still, still hosting yeah, to I... this day. I'm trying, I think it could have been one of the early ones. Was it like 2014 or something? It was, yeah, it was. Could have been, yeah. It was, it was when Captain of the Lost Waves was our guest. It was. Guest artist, wasn't it? So it was early it days was, yeah. then, yeah. So you were there right from the start, practically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, I've not been to as many over the years as I would have liked to have been, but. Um, that's, the, that's the only bad thing about running them is that whenever I bump into people, they're like, I'm so sorry I didn't come to Tower of Song. And I'm like, it's fine, we're there every month. You know, if you come, it's great, but don't feel bad about it. We're busy yeah. people. So. <laughs> um, but uh, before we get started on the usual structure of the podcast, I'd like Nikki to just uh, introduce. So yeah, yeah, you can say a bit more about the Tower of Song night and some of the other work, music work that you're involved with in the community. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so Tower of Song is, um, so it's a monthly night for songwriters or people that want to have a go at, at kind of writing songs for the first time um, that I, I co-run with Carl Flattery, who's a, a very good friend and um, a songwriting lecturer at Leeds Beckett. And so the idea of the, um, the night, which is the first Thursday of the month, is that we, um, we have a different theme and a different musical style or some kind of musical challenge. Um, to in, hopefully inspire people to write songs for the next month. And it's very democratic. We base those on audience, audience suggestions as well. So, um, so people have some influence in, in, in what they might end up writing about. So that's, that's how it works. And yeah, we've been running that since February 2013. And that was inspired by um, a songwriting residential that Carl set up for Leeds Beckett students. So, uh, and a few of us went along as musical mentors and we had a few days of writing songs with people we just met. And then at the end of it, we were like, oh, it'd be nice to have some kind of regular opportunity for people to, to kind of perform new songs. So that's how it came about. I think it's a great idea. Cause I think, I think that's really, a, it's a really good way of getting people into songs is giving them prompts and things. Cause you often have a theme and a genre, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So it might be to write a song about this thing in the style of this. And then those restrictions are often really freeing, I think, for people, especially when you first start off, like, you, you know, what, what am I going to write about? Yeah. Gonna, and then it's just it's a good exercise in wow, well, this yeah. is taking those um, questions out. Spot on. That is exactly how I would describe it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Taking away choices can actually 
free you up to go oh that's fine I can just focus on this and um, yeah absolutely and it works for me selfishly it's what's kept me writing songs <laughs> for the last seven and a half years so yeah <laughs> hopefully well it, we've seen it works for other people too which is great so yeah it's a great thing I'll put the links in the description if people want to check oh, it out you still um you still doing a virtual version of it during this time Yes, we are. We're doing it online. So it's still the first Thursday of the month. And again, it's been really lovely because we, you know, one thing that would be, well, one of the many things that we really cherish about the night is just how, how welcoming and kind everybody is and how respectful and that's, that's kind of carried on online. So it's still got that kind of intimate vibe. And actually, I mean, you know, people never, never speak when other people are playing and you can't do that on zoom because then you just well actually we mute everyone so even if they mm. were we wouldn't know so yeah it's <laughs> it's it's carried on with that lovely intimate supportive vibe so we've been really happy with that and people can presumably come and just attend on zoom as well if somebody wanted to come and just watch absolutely without... yeah no that's that's really yeah sometimes people think that they have to come and perform to mm. um to be there but absolutely yeah thanks for for pointing that out you definitely come along and be a lovely audience member as well if you like yeah so i really recommend anyone interested in getting into songwriting that's a really good place to uh to go and develop your some skills uh, yeah so i'll put the links in the description and do you want to also just say something briefly about your work with um with our mutual friend tony yeah bringing it all back home yeah so about well just over a year ago now i um had a total kind of let's call it a midlife crisis in a really positive <laughs> way i think i will yeah say midlife crises can be a good things so i kind of um i left a, a long-term previous job and became a community music worker um, working freelance and so since last since then i've been working on a lovely music and mental health project called bring it all back home which is led by tony lambert and based at old chapel studios and um and funded by leeds music trust and yeah, it's so we support vulnerable adults um, using music to try and improve emotional well-being. So there's kind of individual sessions, group sessions, all kinds of things. And again, the people that use the project are fantastic and really supportive and kind to each other. And it's just like a lovely little family, really. So, yeah, really. Yeah, it's a lovely thing to be involved with. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good people down there involved with that project. Uh, mm -hmm. I was saying just before, we hope to get Tony on, on this One Song Project podcast sometime soon as well. He's got a lot of... Uh, great songs himself and interesting Absolutely, experiences yeah mm. that'd be great cool well let's get on with the uh the usual structure of the podcast then so we're here to talk about about one of your songs to start with nikki yeah um so i'll ask you to introduce this song for us and then we'll hear it right you just want the title and nothing else for now yeah and then we can, we can chat yeah. about it afterwards it, it, okay cool so this song is called gary vinegar Oh, Gary Lineker, I always saw you as a winner, sir, till you started selling salt and vinegar, which I found rather sinister. Oh, Gary Lineker, such an outstanding fellow. You never once got a yellow card At club level or in your 80 internationals So I find this quite irrational Unwishable and unnutritional Your moral code, it never could be faulted until you sold your soul for any salted. So help me, Gary, please solve this conundrum. 
How did you go from football hero to peddling cheese and onion? Oh, Gary Lineker, I bet your children never finish their dinner, sir. Living in a household full of packs of saturated fat-filled snacks. Those are the facts, Gary Lineker. You were the soccer sweetheart of the nation Till your fans you did forsake for smoky bacon So tell me Gary, what's your motivation? To endorse was to source with evident elation Take heed, Gary Lineker. Your former teammates aren't getting any thinner, sir. Glenn Hoddle Waddles and Chris Waddles grown oh so wide. And Gaza would be far more lithe if not for the pull of sour cream and chai. Tell me why, Gary Lineker, why? Oh, tell me why, Gary Lineker, why? Take a bow. Okay, brilliant. So that was Gary Vinegar by Nikki Bray. So, uh, yeah, what can you tell us about writing that one, Nikki? <laughs> Speaks for itself, doesn't it, surely? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, shall I talk a bit about how, you know, how I came to write this song and things? Or Yeah, that yeah, that'd be great. Interest? So, um, so obviously we talked about Tower of Song, so you know the concept of that. So um, so this was for a Tower of Song back in 2015, so again in, in the fairly early days. And the theme and style for that, um, which actually are quite tame compared to what people sometimes come up with, were crisps was the theme and barbershop was the musical style. <laughs> Um, an obvious combination, you may say, but um, the great legacy of barbershop songs about Christmas. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> it's like, how do we write a song that hasn't already been written? It's good, you know. Um, so uh, when I write a song, I like to try and find a kind of a, a, an unusual angle on the theme, um, which also, you know, mainly ties in with something that I like or I've got experience of. You know, they say write about what you know. So, um, so although weirdly enough, I don't eat crisps. So, um, but yeah, so it's, I don't have too much experience in that area. But, um, but I, th I think I remember coming up with the initial idea for the song fairly quickly. So I'm a really big fan of 90s international football, um, particularly Italian 90 was like a highlight of my childhood. Um, and so, and I also really loved Gary Lineker. He was one of my footballing heroes and still is. Um, so, but I remember being a bit surprised when he kind of stopped playing football and he started appearing in like crisps adverts for walkers. So I was thought it's a little bit of a change of direction. Um, so with this song, I thought, well, you know, it'd be funny to write from the perspective of a fan who's like really devastated about Gary Lineker's kind of career change. So that, so that was kind of the initial idea. And I thought, you know, having the barbershop style would, would add to the kind of drama and therefore hopefully the comedy of it. Um, so, so as I mentioned, we have the night on the first Thursday of each month. Um, and in my old job, that was a really peak time at work and I was kind of traveling a lot, running a lot of events. Um, so I'd, I had been working on a few ideas for lyrics, but I, I hadn't had a chance to kind of sit down and start on the music side of things. Um, but with the lyrics, I find, you know, I'm always kind of writing lyrics when I'm out and about. So I, I like to 
pick some key phrases once I've got that initial idea and kind of rhymes that I want to work into the song. You'll, um, as you'll have heard from the songs, I'm quite big on on rhymes or almost rhymes that you can kind of get away mm. with. Um, so I think I think I remember in that case, I knew I wanted to have lots of rhymes with Lineker or almost rhymes with Lineker. I really and like I want... the, um, is it a compound rhyme to call it? So the Lineker, uh, Lineker, Lineker or Vinegar with Winner Sir. Din and Dinner so, Sir. And Dinner Sir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few sirs in there because, you know, I'm still trying to be polite to Gary. We respect this <laughs> still there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and obviously I wanted to kind of get a few different crisp flavours in. And I thought, well, if I put them at the end of lines, then I can rhyme with them. And that, you know, that could be, that could be fun. That would keep me entertained anyway. So, um, did you do that by um, like selecting some crisp flavours yeah. and then? Finding rounds from yeah. and then pre that's that's the way I've done them songs yeah. like that kind of you know like that kind of way of writing before I've done my list of relevant yeah. stuff and then yeah. I've worked backwards. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's great. Are you a bit of a fan of making lists? Because I certainly am as well. So yeah, it's good, isn't it? I yeah, think lots of us like making lists. So yeah, and in a way, that's because you can have your initial idea, but you might find that the story is led by the fact that you want to rhyme something with smoky bacon so that's quite an interesting <laughs> way of uh, letting it yeah. kind of flow so be led by the crisp flavors that's what i say but um, it's, i think it's the yeah. same thing as you were saying you were saying with the tower of some night is that sometimes those restrictions do give you more freedom in a way and yeah. sometimes it's like i find that if i'm if i'm working specifically for a certain rhyme it, it can pull you in a direction that otherwise you wouldn't have gone which, yeah, yeah, which is really good, I think. Um, Definitely, yeah. It makes you be more creative sometimes with what well, I'm trying to get to that word. How can I? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And also, it, I mean, another thing that I really love, well, it, you know, I love doing in my songs and I love in other people's songs is when you hear a lyric or a word and you think, I bet that word's never been in a song before. And you <laughs> yeah. just get really, it's like, yeah, I've never heard that. That happened at Tower of Song, actually. Um, somebody used the phrase ex-directory and I was like, oh, I've not heard that in a song before. But and what, yeah, was it a band I was in oh, about 15 years ago? Um, we, we had a song about, um, it was like um, a parody of those kind of 60s songs where somebody died at the end. It was all kind of, you know, that kind of um, disaster song. And it, but it was about somebody in Asda when there was like a, a rush for the cut price items in the cut price aisle or whatever. And um, so there was, a, and there was a bit um, where I'd, I spoke about chicken goujons. And I remember we did a gig and this man just came up and he went, I've never heard goujon in a, in a song before. And that had made his night. I was like, easily pleased but, um, but yeah so um so yeah lists and lyrics and letting yourself be led by that is quite good fun so um so I did have some lyrics prepared I'm not quite sure how much I had but I remember the evening before Tower of Song and I'd been running like um an event for schools in Stockport and I got home that evening and I was like right right Bray you've got to write a song for tomorrow <laughs> so um so I knew I had to kind of put some music together um and again, I think, I mean, for me, I find, well, I suppose with anything, not just music, having that urgent deadline is really good because, you know, there's no time for faffing. You know that you've got to use your, your time really productively. So I kind of cracked on with it. Um, and fortunately, on that occasion, I didn't have to get my, you know, get an instrument out because it was purely the voices. So that definitely helped. Um, so during lockdown, I finally got myself sorted out and got some equipment for kind of home, proper home recording. But at the time then I, it was it was proper old school so I knew that I had to get these different vocals down so I used the technique of um, bouncing the vocals back and forth um, so I had this like I've got, I've got it here show and tell this little voice <laughs> recorder that my sister had bought me kind of shortly before for Christmas which is an awesome thing um, so I recorded so I kind of wrote a, a bass kind of harmony 
and recorded that on my phone and then I played it and sang along with it and recorded it on my voice recorder mm. and then I did the same again back on my phone so I then had a kind of a three-part harmony um, that I, I'd be able to sing along with uh, when I did it live um, and and the and a fortuitous sound effect of that was um, that it also had because it was crap quality it kind of was let's say it's more retro sound yeah. quality as well so which is really good for a barber style style so uh, barber shop style song um, which I could say was completely intentional but it wasn't it's was just kind of a, a, a lucky side effect really so um, uh, yeah and another fun fact the bass harmony on the song people often think is maybe my partner but it's actually it is me I yeah. do have a low voice um but weirdly i can't get the low notes anymore it's weird i know your voice your voice changes as you get older but when i tried to sing that bass harmony i can't get the low notes what's that mm. about i've often heard it being the other way around that people's voices get deeper as they get older well i think my range yeah. it's not big anyway and it's just getting kind of smaller and smaller like some <laughs> kind of disaster movie when you're in a room that's kind of closing so but hey you're a man with an incredible low range so i have to maybe get you in to help me re-record it sometimes. Yeah, be a bass singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how it was made. I mean, it's a very, like many of my, well, probably all of my songs, it's got a very simple structure. So there's only really the verse and I guess a couple of bridges, you'd probably call them. Um, and I figured that there's, there was hopefully enough to kind of capture people's attention with all the vocals and the lyrics and general silliness and, and props and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it was written. Um, and this is, this is, um, actually I must have made these in advance because I, I didn't make them the, the night before because I did use the work printer, but when I perform it live, these are my, <laughs> I have my three backing singers. So, um, cardboard cutouts, they've, they've, yeah, they've got some hats on at the moment because I, I dressed them up for something, which is a bit weird. Um, so when I played it, yeah, I must have made these in advance. So I love the fact that I wasn't actually writing the song, but I was spending time <laughs> printing my own face out at work. So, um, so I had those and I kind of, as you'll have seen from the song anyway, I, I slot them into a tube and carry them round. Um, and yeah, that's, those are my backing singers really. So I think I should have laminated them. They are getting a, a little bit dog-eared, but. Um, yeah, you have a name for your backing singers. No, I don't. No, I should, didn't I? Oh, yeah. After all this time, I feel a bit mean now. That I just <laughs> yeah, it's all about it's all about me as the lead singer. I don't care about my band, but no, that's not true at all. So um, I was like, so, yeah. um, ZZ Top had one one album where they've got the Lone Wolf horns um, as the horn section, and I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was actually them playing it, but in the in the videos and the pictures, it was them. Uh, but I like the idea that the band have their own separate set where they call it a different section again they just wear different hats or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh lovely yes i'll yeah. check that out but um yeah actually talking about um going back to bringing it all back home so i not long after i started working on the pro um, for the project um i think it was the, the first gig that we ever had with um some of the adults that we support was at a charity football event so uh, it's this really lovely event there was this football match going on and a little stage with music on during the day and we weren't sure if we had enough songs as a band so i said oh you know i've got a football related song that i can play if need be so i brought the heads and i put them on the stage at the side um and then in the end we had enough songs so it was fine so then i went i went and i went and picked up my heads and i thought this now just looks like I carry around <laughs> cardboard cutouts of my own head and I just put them on stage like some weird mascot. So, um, so there we go, that is why. It's like, yeah, it's, nice. it's always a friendly audience, you know, like regardless of who else is there, you've got your three, three yeah, faces. Yeah, that's true, yeah. It's fine if, if, you, if you're so horrible that nobody will join a band with you, then you just, 
make your own make your own friends literally so yeah that's it worked for me yeah. So, yeah. good advice um <laughs> i was going to ask you about uh with tower of song how do you find like you, you say the the genres change a lot um could you give us a few other examples of some of the genres that you've had and how do you find writing the songs in short notice in that genre you know, if it's a style that you're not particularly familiar about do oh, you like that. do you have I to like listen that. to a lot of stuff or I do like that question. Right, let's think. Now, this is awful because we've been running for seven and a half years and this is a bit like when someone says, oh, what, who's your favourite band? And you can't think of any bands yeah, in the yeah. world. But no, I should be able to do this. Um, so, <laughs> well, we've had sometimes it's kind of strictly genres and sometimes it's more like songwriting challenges. So one of my favourite ones, um, which was because we started a kind of an occasional Newcastle Tower of Song as well, because that's where I grew up and I still have some music friends there. So the first Newcastle one we had, which I think was a couple of years ago, um, the, the theme was beginnings. So we, we started off quite, you know, quite kind of gentle with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but the style, and this was Carl's idea, was to use the same four chords in the same order throughout the song. So, which was nice because it meant that people it, it wasn't so scary and that it said right everybody's got to do a jazz song or a rap song yeah. or whatever so that they might not be familiar with um and that was really nice so sometimes it's like that um and, and we've had other things like um the last online one we had said oh have find us like use a found sound and incorporate that into the song so something it's a bit sometimes it's a bit more like that um but actual genres and I, i'm amazed that people keep thinking of new ones our regulars who you know know what we've had before yeah we've had um i think we've had all the all the kind of obvious ones and then we've had um Oh, heck, now I'm going to not be able to remember. Um, tell me a genre and I'll tell you if I've had it. Actually, I mentioned rap. We had rap. And I think I've got a feeling I was the only person who attempted rap, which is <laughs> terrible because you can probably gather. I'm, I mean, I talk a lot, but I, I rap is just, I bow down to people who can rap. It's not really my style, but I, I gave it a go and made it suitably silly. But um, yeah, we've um, we've had, we've. I remember we had country because me and my partner did, did a song that was kind of... Um, about not like those old horror films where you get kind of locals that are a bit weird. So we did mm -hmm. one about that. Um, I'm trying to think what other, I mean, Barbershop was lovely. I really enjoyed doing that one. Again, that's really kind of inclusive because people that don't play instruments can have a go at that as well. Um, but I really, Flamenco was a good one as well. That was really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, you mentioned about how do, how do you go about kind of starting with that? I really love the research side mm -hmm. of it. So um, maybe I haven't done it so much recently because I've been a bit too busy but the whole listening to songs of that genre and I really really love then picking out the things that make them of their genre so thinking oh yeah like um yeah we we had we had kind of 60s girl group disaster songs or that kind of genre of things and and listening to those and picking out oh there might be a bit of a spoken word bit or there might be this and that that's always really good fun um we had another one that wasn't really a genre we had was um an unseasonal seasonal song and that was in October so I did my Christmas song early that year so that was quite mm. handy um trying to think what else yeah what um, so that's I mean that's just a great ex exercise in itself isn't it is kind of as a listening exercise even if you're not writing the song to listen to a, a song and I was you know, an example of a particular genre and try and pick out what it is so yeah. why, why you know why do I think that's this type of song and why do I think this is that type of song what Definitely. things are... yeah it's and then go oh how can i do that and you put it in there and you and we've also um genre wise we've also occasionally had specific artists so we had bowie mm. um that was really good fun actually i did did the song that i wrote for that i did it again the other day because i managed to cram it into a 
a, a theme when I didn't have a, a new song to do it. But that, yeah, listening to that and and the, when we did that, people like included little bits of the song that almost sounded like a little bit of a tribute to Bowie and some people did the voice. So that was nice. We've had ABBA as well. We did ABBA. Nice. So that was good. I, but I mean, you listen to ABBA songs and it's like, where do you even start? Because <laughs> I mean, they're just, in, the songs are incredible, aren't they? They're so yeah. difficult. So, so I totally cheated and I, um, oh, that was, sometimes we have a tie because we do it democratically. So, so that month we had to write an ABBA, ABBA-esque song which was also a drinking song which and the theme was unexplained mysteries so I cheated a bit and I just did a song where if you if you heard an ABBA song title you had to have a drink although <laughs> the, some of it was a bit abba but yeah so you know you can always subvert the theme especially if you're a co-host that's part of the, uh, <laughs> part of the creative yeah. challenge yeah yeah, yeah. But um, but it's yeah it's what it's wonderful and people you, some some genres like I mentioned rap some people just don't feel that they've got the experience mm. to, to kind of do it but some genres most people give a go so it, it's yeah it's and, and it does it, it's useful as a songwriter because it does kind of um, get you to explore different sides of of your music and to develop yourself as a songwriter so yeah again thank you to everyone that suggests things for Tower of Song you're <laughs> driving us on with our songwriting yeah it's a great thing how do you find um like are you still writing much do you write much of your stuff outside of tarot sound still and how do you find being you know writing all these different ways um and being structured then if you're writing a, a song away from that how does that feel does it feel different and does it has it changed over that time that's really interesting so normally because i'm kind of writing a song a month I don't actually write any mm. I say normal songs I mean that that's what's become my back catalogue is Tower of Song songs and again I'm really grateful to have that inspiration and and you know the fact that really other people are providing the ideas that I'm just writing the songs which is great but um but occasionally I do have to write non-Tower of Song songs um so for example um so this year with a friend a friend I met on one of the music residentials actually a, a former Leeds Beckett student we set up a project um called Musicultural Conversations, which is like sessions using kind of mu interactive musical and drama activities and um, with, a, with themes each week and a specific song that we write on the theme, which incorporates other people's kind of voices and ideas and experiences. So, so I was having to write songs for those sessions. Um, but fortunately, because they were themed sessions, I got to, you know, I got, I still had a theme to write on, but they were really, really different songs because they were, yeah, they were kind of almost half songs so that there was space to get um, the the people at the sessions, refugees and asylum seekers to kind of um, bring their experiences into the songs as well and their voices and their language. So, um, so it was, yeah, it was quite different and I had to make them not as silly. And also because we were trying to help people with their English, my ridiculous wordplay and just, <laughs> just, you know, using language that you would not use in the street when you meet somebody was I had to really tone that down so so yeah that was really interesting it was like yeah kind of there was probably a little bit of of what there is normally when I write songs but it was a very very different audience but again that's a very specific project isn't it that's not mm. just but I have it I haven't been in a a kind of a a band writing songs for a few years so I don't know I don't know what would happen if that um I'll just have to play with my cardboard heads really because they know what to expect but um yeah, I don't know. I thought, well, yeah, it'd be really interesting to go back into a band now and see, see how that's kind of developed me as a songwriter, I guess. But um, yeah, I think it's yeah. just in my experience of it. Like, I think 
the more community music I, I was doing, and obviously the more the Swan Song stuff, then it's like writing my own songs just feels very different. And sometimes it's like trying to remember, you know, like what to, you know, without having those restrictions that these things put on yeah. and those, that guidance from someone else of like, right, well, and then it's kind of useful to self-impose in some way, like, right, I'm going I want to write a song about this now. But I, I find it tricky sometimes now to remember what what my songs are. You know, okay. Come yeah. back to that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, of course, yeah. What's What's my voice of the songwriting now? Um, now that I'm not writing, trying to write a song for someone else. Yeah. Um, it's just an interesting kind of. But I've spoken to some other community artists about it as well, who is like it's never been an issue for. Um, so I guess everyone's different with it, but for me, it's kind of I'm still trying to recapture that. Yeah, what I feel is actually my essence of Ben yeah like some kind of perfume doesn't it or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be a popular yeah. perfume <laughs> <laughs> so it might turn you into a fantastic songwriter just a dab of this oh I don't love that but um, that would be good to have to sell that but um yeah I guess for me obviously for the Swan Song project you what you're helping other people find and express their voice aren't, aren't you so but with the Tower of Song songs it is just it's just me being silly and doing songs really so I guess Tower of Song has become I think it's it's it well it's definitely turned me into a songwriter. I mean, I've been in a lot of bands before then and writing and co-writing stuff. But as a solo artist, absolutely, you know, I tell Carl this all the time. They, that that's what's turned me into a songwriter. All from his music residentials and stuff. So yeah, so yeah, that's so. I think I guess yeah, that that's turned me into a songwriter. So there wasn't really a a pre-Tower mm. of Song, what style have I got? I mean, you know, as a teenager, I wrote all the embarrassing teenage angst kind of lyrics, which I hope I never find in a box. Because <laughs> I'll just be gutted and cringe. But, um, yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, so let's move into section two now, Joyce. This is where I ask uh, my guests to share with us a songwriting tip. Um, so what mm. would your, your tip be for us, Nikki? So, so the, the disclaimer is that this is what works for me and my kind of style of music, which is very much kind of focused on words and storytelling and general ridiculousness, really. So as, as you will see, as you've seen with the song. Um, and I know other people focus on the music first and that, you know, maybe sometimes the feel of a guitar riff or a piano part might actually give you the idea for what you want the song to be about. So I'm kind of the reverse of that. Um, but certainly what works for me is that the first thing that I have to do before I write a song is to think of that kind of idea, that concept or that angle on the theme. Um, so like the beginning of the story, really. So so um, so once I've done that, like once I've planted that seed, um, it, it usually happens quite quickly. So the ideas grow. It's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Um, and uh, but until I've got that seed, I find it's generally a waste of time to like to sit down and try and write a song. If I've not got that idea, I just don't mm. find works for me. Um, and something else, again, I don't know if this is just me or I think, yeah, I was speaking to someone the other day who said it was a similar thing that I find I'm more likely to think of that initial idea in between other things that I'm doing. So so if I'm really busy and my brain's really buzzing and I'm thinking of loads of different things, it's almost as if. Like that idea comes and I'm like, no, I haven't got time. And it's like, come on, you know, you've got to get... so I have to go, all right, then and make some notes and then get that out of the way. And then I can get on with whatever I'm doing. But I definitely find that it that it's when I'm really, really busy and multitasking and um, and that, that I get those ideas. Um, and I guess more more kind of obvious general tips. I mean, 
I'm sure people will know about the the kind of importance of having a notebook with you at all times so you can scribble down ideas um but also like having a way of recording yourself is really really important I find so um so probably for most people the voice recorder on your phone is probably easiest so um so when I'm out and about I often find that I come up with lyrics again it doesn't usually happen if I'm just sat down with a pencil at home but um if I'm out and about then I get lyrical ideas or ideas for little vocal tunes then I get out my voice recorder. Probably most of my lyrics are written on buses or places like that. So, um, so I'm always kind of singing into my phone and, um, or even like if I've got lyrics and I know what rhythm that I'm going to use, I kind of just speak them into the phone and then I've got a record of them. So, um, so you might, you know, you might get strange looks from people, but you can always say, oh, I'm a spy. And maybe that's what you prefer <laughs> them to think of you as. Um, but an another tip to do with that is, um, always rename your voice recording so mm. so it's like it's like musical filing so I'm, I'm fairly good at that but I have got hundreds of bits of recordings on my phone that are just called like 2009036 and <laughs> I'm like where was that chorus that I wrote in 2019 and um so yeah definitely you know file your voice recordings carefully so um so yeah so I think you know that that's probably a bit of a mishmash of of kind of tips about that but um but the other the other tip that I've, I've definitely got and this is something that kind of Carl spoke to us about on the initial um, songwriting residentials is, um, and it's not a quick fix, sadly, but it's, it's like with most things in life, you know, the more that you write songs, the easier that it gets. So for people that are just thinking, oh, how do I start? Oh, this is really, really difficult. You know, you definitely have to put the time in and that's, it's not a kind of a cool, sexy way of looking at it, but, um, but you know, you, you, you have to, you have to do it and keep doing it and kind of, and then it gets easier. So, so I find that I can write songs pretty quickly these days and generally I'm doing them the night before Tower of Song, like a lot of our songwriters, but, um, but that's definitely come from practice and writing lots of songs and just getting into the habit of it. Mm. And I guess developing your own techniques and stuff. So, um, so yeah, putting, putting the time in is, is a boring tip really with that, but, um, I but I great, guess, yeah. yeah, I think it's a great piece of advice. I think it's, yeah, remembering that, not all songs are going to be good songs. It's okay mm. to it's okay to write a song, but then you're like, oh well, I'm not yeah. never going to play that again. But I wrote That's, it, yeah. and it's experience yeah. in writing it, and that all writers do that. It's not like you know, on. you don't on. just write hit after hit straight away. You write, yeah. you write and write and write like anything. You practice and practice and practice, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. You get good stuff. Well, every song can't be your best song because it needs to be compared to your not best songs. Obviously, that's how comparison works, isn't it, basically? Yeah. <laughs> so, definitely. But, um, and then the final thing I'll say, sorry, I've given you like a bit of... Yeah, a, no, that's great. Never <laughs> answer the question straightforwardly. <laughs> but, um, so, and this is why we've been so lucky with Tara's song. I find that having a set theme and a deadline by which, by when you have to write a song really helps so for me it's you know the first Thursday of the month or whatever um and we you know we talked about it right at the start like having someone says to me sit down and write a song about anything you want I'd just be like the kid you know the kid in the sweet shop I wouldn't really know kind of what to do but this idea of narrowing down your choices and and that can actually it can be the if you're kind of feeling a bit rabbit in a headlight you know that could be the creative push that your brain mm. needs to kind of really start, get out there and start kind of start writing um and again you know if you know it can be really good fun to think oh, well that's theme what how am I going to approach that in a really unusual or novel way um but you'd be surprised I mean another thing I love about Tara's song is the fact we have a theme and sometimes I think oh I've got this idea but oh, I bet that's dead obvious I bet that's what everyone will do <laughs> and then on the night you've got all these different interpretations of the theme and people subverting the theme or people doing the style for the theme and vice versa and it, it's just great and you realize no actually our minds all work in different ways, particularly when we're being kind of creative. And I, and I think that's really exciting. You never 
quite know what's going to come next so um yeah definitely yeah. it's always fascinating to see when those kind of things happen and yeah I, i've certainly had that before like, everyone's going to write this and everyone's something completely different yeah um, yeah, yeah what, what i was uh thinking there as well is like what i've done before in some sessions is setting i think of them as arbitrary rules so i always remember i always remember the word arbitrary and that's my first start trying to do something but i couldn't remember the word arbitrary at all <laughs> but now from doing this i've been like arbitrary that's what it means. <laughs> but so then having like having a set of, set of guides so this is the council i'm going to write but then also not being afraid to throw them away if if you use them to get started and okay. then being like and be like, actually you know, this song feels like it's going in a different direction now like this lyric i really like and it could you know kind of feel like it could be so i do that quite a lot or at first it might be like i'm going to rhyme you know rhyme these lines and do this but then once I've started, it might be like, actually, no, but I really like the sound of this. So let's go off in that direction now. Sometimes I like to have the rules just as a starting point. Yeah. And then, um, it, you know, then it can take off in a different direction as well. Yeah. That's that's a brilliant tip. Yeah, that that whole not being too attached to something in that it holds you back with finishing a song. I think that's, yeah. Like, do you get, I, I find it absolutely, because I rely so heavily on rhymes and things, I find it absolutely gutting where I've got, maybe I've got like, I've got one line left to write. I know how I want the song to end. I've got a rhyme that, I, or, or that I can't find a rhyme. And it's like, I've got this and I'm like, I really, and then on, on the one hand, when you find that missing rhyme or whatever, you're like, it's hallelujah. But then if you can't just find it, it's like, why doesn't a word exist to rhyme with something? And you just, you have to give up on it, but you, you've got to do it, haven't you? You've got to yeah. move on. So and sometimes, like, yeah. sometimes you could just spend ages on that line, can't you? Like, yeah. well, how about if I change, if I change that word to this word, it means a similar thing. Then I change this one here. It's got to be a way of getting this. I, know. Like, I, I always love it. Like I always think of it like, I don't know why boiling it down always keeps to come to what, the way I think about it. Sometimes it's like with a particular song, I might, I might break it down to line on line, but this verse has to tell this part of the story from here to here. So that means line yeah. one needs to get this to this, line yeah. two needs to do this to this, and then you've got to find the words yeah. that express that and rhyme and fit the meter and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's problem solving it writing so i said this some the other day writing a song is like creative and musical problem solving yeah. in, in a fun way normally but yeah like you said sometimes it's just you just need that but also <laughs> like that whole that whole structural way of writing songs which i guess sometimes you just do it automatically but it's it's yeah it's lovely to think well with that verse i want to do that and that line and this is the line that changes it and it's the you know the the kind of bit that the yeah, that surprises people or whatever it's 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 a fun structured way of doing it really so but you, yeah oh. you've got to be prepared to go put it in the bin and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it's, it's, it's a lot of fun i was yeah. going to ask you about uh, your first tip about uh, concepts um because i think that i know what you mean i think and i have a similar thing um but i was wondering if you could describe it more how you how you know when you've got a concept compared to like an idea for a song how does what's the difference between when you've got the idea and like so i guess using the gary vinegar one as an example yeah. like you knew you had to write a song about crisps yeah but then how did you know when when you've got that hook that you're going to do it about the gary Lineker thing it just feels right ben <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean actually no it's and this is a bit like knowing when to give up on things that aren't working it's like i i'm always super excited when i think oh, i've got this theme and this style i'm going to write a new song and um when i come up with the idea i i know if it's if it excites me basically if it excites me and i immediately start thinking of lyrics i know it's the right one but like if i if i think of an idea and i'm a bit oh i don't know how much i like that then that that's how i know it is a bit that is a bit like saying you know when you know which isn't yeah. very helpful but i would say you've got to be excited about your own song because if you're not excited about it 
are they even, why are other people going to be or or sometimes i think i get excited about my song ideas and other people are just like what the hell is that and it's fine <laughs> because you know you're doing it for yourself as really for, for the main thing so and you just if other people enjoy your songs that's fantastic but you you've got to enjoy them and you've got to be excited about them haven't you so yeah i yeah. think and there are there's lots of times when i come up with ideas for a concept and i'm not that keen on it and, and occasionally I, I just don't i don't write a song for tower of song because i haven't got that concept so if i've got a concept that doesn't excite me I, i'll try i might you know tr give a half-assed attempt to write a song and i might get half a song written but I, I, and maybe by that stage, I know that it wasn't the right concept, but it's got to be something. Yeah, usually I, I think of it and I go, oh, and I feel a bit mischievous and I go, oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be. So, um, but yeah, so it's exciting, isn't it? Because you don't know what's going to come out of your own brain. But um, mm. yeah, again, yeah, knowing knowing when it's it's not, knowing when to give up on a song and it doesn't matter. Like you said, you, you've even if you half write a song, it's fine. It, it's all part of... Um, part of building up your songwriting muscles so it's not wasted yeah definitely yeah yeah that's great nikki thanks uh really interesting um so let's move into section three now shall we this is where i ask ask my guests to share whether the song that's meaningful for them in some way relating to bereavement and what i'll do here is i'll put the link in the description so if you're not familiar with the song uh, you can pause those here and go and listen to it and then come back and we're gonna have a chat about it um so what song did you choose for us nikki so i've chosen the show must go on by queen Oh, I love them. <laughs> so hopefully lots of your, what, lot, li, not listeners, watchers. Is that what you call podcast watchers? Listeners Viewers. and watchers. Listeners and watchers. There probably is a collective term for them. Yeah, Lo but lovely people. Lovely people. people. That's that look, yeah. Lovely people that are looking at us. That's them. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, so I'm a massive Queen fan who comes from a family of massive Queen fans. So me and my sister play drums and bass in an all-female guitarless Queen tribute band called Where's Brian, who play nice. very occasionally and not at all at the moment. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so we, we all love Queen. So it was nice to be able to choose um, a Queen song. Obviously, it's a very sad song. Um, I think Freddie Mercury died about six weeks after it was released as a single. Um, and, and, you know, the concept and lyrics are, are even sadder, kind of. Um, the concept and the lyrics are even sadder in that concept. So, um, so yeah, it's a very sad song. Um, but I find it really kind of um, amazing and inspiring that he was still making music right up until he died. Um, and so he was really ill by the time they recorded it, um, in 1990 it was. Um, and apparently Brian May was kind of worried that Freddie wouldn't be able to get the vocal part because it's, you know, the usual demanding kind of vocal part. Um, but when you listen to it, you can hear he pretty much smashed that vocal part, didn't he really? Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but for me, I think I think the song promotes a really important message that just because someone is ill or old or vulnerable, it doesn't mean they can't still kind of express their creative and musical side. Um, and it actually can be really valuable and empowering to do that. Um, I don't need to speak to you about that, do I, Ben? But I think, you know, the Swan Song is, is just such an amazing example of that. So helping people to do exactly that, both for themselves and as something kind of hugely, hugely personal and precious that they can share with and leave for their family and friends. I just think that's, you know, that's a wonderful thing, really. So, yeah, I, I hadn't really thought of it when I first thought of the song, but it fits it fits really well with with the, the wonderful things that you're achieving with with swan songs so yeah um yeah well i was thinking about this and i was thinking about um 
there's all, I don't know if, if you will have heard of it, but there's a wonderful place in the Netherlands, which inspired me to write a song a few years ago about this idea of continuing to be kind of creative right up until the end of your life. Um, so I'm a big fan of the artist Escher. Um, and this is where he spent his final years. So that's how I heard about it. But it's called the Rosa Spears House. Um, and it's like a kind of retirement home in, ne in the Netherlands. Um, so it was founded in, in the 1960s and based on an idea by a harpist called Rosa Spears um, to kind of create a community in which people in the arts and sciences could kind of continue to contribute to their chosen field during the latter stages of their life. Um, so yeah, it's just this lovely place where they've got kind of um, uh, like a, 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 um, a concert hall and a gallery and a cafe and all these kind of events going on. Um, so it's for the residents to kind of create things, but also for visitors to come in and, and, um, and kind of enjoy the art and the music and stuff. Um, and I read, I was like reading on the website and it said something, it was about kind of where um, where people can create things, but also where younger kind of creative people can come in and they can be inspired and they can collaborate with people. So it just sounds, it's basically where I want to go to retire. So um, yeah. maybe we should start one in Leeds. I mean, we've got a very thriving and supportive kind of musical community. So do you fancy that being your next project, Ben, setting up, setting yeah, up that yeah, in Leeds? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> book, book my place. That would yeah. be nice. And about maybe... 30 or 40 years I'll be ready to check in there so uh, yeah that would be yeah that be sounds good. great yeah. um yeah and uh yeah thanks for the nice thing you said about swan song um but I uh I agree like I, I remember thinking when I was quite young and at first you know getting more serious about music and I remember it was B.B. King was one of my big heroes and I remember hearing him say that like yeah when, it, when he was you know he lived to was it 89 I think he was um and he was still touring like right to the end pretty much and so this was probably I think I first saw him when he was about 80 and yeah, you know, everyone was talking about if he's going to be retiring soon and stuff like that. I remember BB King saying, I don't, I don't want to ever retire. Like, why would I want to retire? This is what I've done all my life. Um, and I remember at the time thinking like, that's amazing. Um, but I just, I couldn't really put it into, into reality of like how you've been working your whole life on something and you didn't want to have a bit of retirement. Mm. But with music and with anything creative, it's like, you know, you know as long as you can do it, then you can do it and it's uh it, cause it gives so much joy to and so now i completely understand it why why would bb king not want to do what he loves all yeah. the time for people who want to hear it and yeah if, you know if you write poetry or whatever you do and you can still and it's what's one of the good things about it that you know different to sports and athletics and physical things like that even if your physical health deteriorates you can still express yourself and it's one of the beautiful things with swan song as well a lot of time you know people i work with might be um yeah, deteriorating in lots of ways, but they've still got you know, a wealth of experience and a way of expressing that in a particular way, which is unique to them. Yeah. And then it's and it's great to then to then communicate that and uh, not let those things be forgotten or missed out on. Yeah. Well, like you said the wealth of experience that you have, and and just the ability to reflect as well, isn't it? I guess that's yeah. Particularly, I mean, if you know that you're ill and that you you know you're at that stage in your life you must do so much reflecting and and what a, what a gift to other people to be able to to kind of write about it and express that and again like i said for your family and friends to hear hear that just yeah and it's another kind of links back to what um what we were saying about you know like when something of a theme and you think everyone's going to write a similar thing about it and how different it always is it's the same with what i get with one song like people say um oh, i bet everyone writes writes the same song like this and it's like Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's similar themes, 
But again, yeah. it's like nobody's song is, is ever the same. And yeah. so that's why I always kind of encourage other people. Some people say, oh, I wouldn't have anything to write about. It's like everyone's got Aww. a million things to write about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that, and that, that must be a big part of your role is kind of allowing people to, or encouraging people to value their experiences and their expression and everything like that, because it's, yeah, well, what a wonderful thing to be able to hear. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. finding those things, you know, like we talked about with, that, 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 like, you know, finding that concept for the song, uh, you talking about with your writing it's so sometimes it's, it's that with people it's finding that thing of like what's their take on a particular topic that means something to them yeah and then how we get that that's where we're going now it's wow. uh yeah but yeah it's fascinating uh, so you kind of do the do. research with them do you kind of chat and then you look for and then things come up in conversation that that they think oh actually yeah i want to sing about that or a lot of the time yeah sometimes yeah. sometimes people come in and you know, sometimes people have thought about it quite a lot and said i want to write a song that says this to this person or about this time of life but sometimes if they don't know we'll just talk and then i'm looking for those sparks usually oh, and, wow. and you can always yeah. spot them you can see instances yeah oh yeah and you can see that twinkle in their eyes like that and oh. it's like how about we go but then it's then it's you know like sometimes it's finding those angles of like this is something that clearly means a lot to you if you're going to write a song about that, how would you do it? Would you know you could have one verse that tells this part of it, one verse about this, a chorus? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Piece that piece that puzzle together as we talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah, the seed, isn't it? It's that seed that grows. It's the twinkle in the eye. It's the little seed that yeah, it's a lovely thing. And yeah. that's what I think for anyone looking to start songs is a good way of of starting is find something that gives you that twinkle. Yeah, that's what you said. That concept is something that ignites you all like you said feels a bit mischievous in uh yeah <laughs> in your songs it's finding something you know rather than say like right, right, right love song um love is nice you <laughs> know like it's some <laughs> it's finding what it is that excites you about song yeah yeah that's a really nice way to put it i love it i just say lots of words and then you understand them and <laughs> say them in a, a way that people can understand yeah good. thanks for being my interpreter there. <laughs> yeah no it's yeah, been a... <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's been really good nikki thanks uh thanks oh, a lot for your time it absolutely really loved impressive. it it's been so lovely i might go and write a song oh it's yeah, like oh yeah, and i do sure. actually have to write a song for the start of october but obviously i won't start that till the night before so we don't <laughs> want to get ahead of ourselves do i yeah. what have you got to write this really? time what's your what's your theme oh so historical rebels and and again we've for the for the genre we've during lockdown we've eased a little bit off and given people a bit of an easier ride so it's historical rebels and you have to start with a chorus so it's a bit more of a stylistic mm. thing than a musical genre so Nice. And I do have a little bit of an idea, and it is quite cheeky, and it did make me feel <laughs> mischievous. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see Sounds what happens. Good. So, yeah. Sounds good. Great stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks a lot for your time, Nikki. I'll put all Thank your links you. in the description, and I'll put the links to the Tower Song things. Um, I'm sure you can check it out. And uh, yeah, hopefully, um, speak to you or see you again soon if we can get back yeah. to more events in the near future. Well, we had we were talking before you pressed the record button about we had a, a gig planned in with the bringing it mm. all back home project was going to kind of um, have a gig with with you playing at the end of it. So hopefully that will happen and then we'll have a joyous reunion. So yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> great stuff. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Thanks, Ben. All the best with it. Take care. Thank you. And thanks Bye. for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'll be back on the episode soon. Mm.